0: I'm here, super excited. On March 4th, we launched Account Based Marketing Foundations course on LinkedIn in partnership with LinkedIn. There are 19 videos, four minutes and under. So, literally, in an hour, you can be account based marketing certified if you have a LinkedIn account. So, again, I don't need your email address or anything like that. You can literally go on LinkedIn. If you have a premium account, you can do it for free. If you don't have a premium account, then you can get a 30 day free subscription to that, and they will let you take the course and then you can put that certificate on your linkedin saying that you are account-based marketing certified so good luck check it out it's only going to last for 30 days so i'm going to have this snippet run for the next few weeks and then it will be gone so if you want to take this course for free check it out go and this is going to make and change the way you do marketing in your organization you don't need tools to do account-based marketing you need strategy To do account based marketing, tools are only going to help you get to the next level a little bit faster. But clean that in and just put target, engage, activate, measure, and see if you have existing tools to do or not.
1: You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Thursday, and in these episodes, we focus on one of two things. We'll either be sharing one of our favorite and most actionable talks from a Flip My Funnel event, or you'll hear Sangram and someone from the Terminus team discuss how they're getting better in a specific functional area of Terminus's business. And remember, like Sangram always says, without a community, you are simply a commodity. Here we go.
0: Sangram here. This is a topic called Good to Great. I gave a talk about this at several different events, but one of the events uh, in Phoenix, Arizona, called B2B MX, uh, sent me a recording of it. And I thought it'd be a really cool idea to play it over here. So, what you're about to listen is directly from the B2B MX conference. And the topic is How do you go from good to great in your marketing? Let's go. If you want to connect with everybody that is like-minded at the same time, there is a way to do it. Now, how many of you want to learn about ABM? Everybody? You want to connect to each other right now? Yes? All right. So take out your phone. Go to LinkedIn. Just go to LinkedIn. And it's, it's going to be super simple. It's like less than 10 seconds. I'll have uh, Terrence or my friend over there to uh, music for like 10 seconds for this. But go to Connections. And then there is something at the top middle called Find Nearby. Just click that, Find Nearby. And everybody who is in this room right now, only for two seconds or like however long they are on this page, you can connect with them. I see people connecting right now. You guys like that? Yeah. Just anywhere you are, if you want to connect with like man, you don't need to find them on anywhere. You just connect with them right there. So I know this room is filled with incredible people. All right. So I'm going to give you 30 seconds to talk to your neighbor about the biggest challenge you're facing right now in ABM. And as the music user, well, just tell your neighbor what it is. And then I'm going to ask four or five of you guys to share that challenge. All right, Terence? All right, all right. So who wants to share their biggest challenge? Anybody? Before I start calling up people. Everyone, wants to share their challenge that they're facing right now in ABM. Scaling ABM efforts. Sometimes it paralyzes us because we think it's going to be more than we can handle. And we're constantly battling that effort. How many of you have the same issue, scaling ABM? Are we going to talk about that for sure? Good. One more. Give me one more. What's another big issue you're facing in ABM? Data. Data? Matt Senator over there, clearly. You haven't seen my slides. You can't say that. All right. Anything else? We're, we're just starting ABM, so. How to get started? Yeah. How to get started? How many of you going to want to figure out how to get started with ABM? All right, a lot of you. All right, give me one last, one more. I'm also you're getting started. Sales enablement. Sales enablement. Who thinks sales should be with you if you're doing ABM? 100%, right? All right, very cool. All right, so let's do this. So we're going to talk about a few things. How many of you are parents in this room? All right, so you might hate me after this. So we're going to learn about parenting and marketing for a little bit. And then we're also going to look at a framework that our team has built, which has been really, really amazing. I think four years, I've written the first book on account based marketing in 2015. And from since then to now, I think a lot has changed. So that framework is going to really be helpful. I'm just hearing that this is, this is really helping people connect sales and marketing together. So we're going to address that as a challenge. And then... I want to walk through four stories of incredible companies and marketing teams, just like you. Some of them wanted to start, so we'll share how they started. Some of them had tons of leads, but had some issues with how do they drive revenue. So we're going to talk about that. Some of them had sales enablement issues, so we're going to get right to it. So there are four stories that are going to help you figure out, depending on where you are, one of them should resonate with you. And if none of them resonate, let me know and I'll add your, your story because there are enough stories. But these four stories I feel will resonate with many of you. And then in the end, I want to leave you with a question because that question is going to be the one that I want you to wrestle with the whole time. That question is at the heart of doing ABM or any kind of greatness that you want to go for. All right. So let's, let's get started. All right. I'm just, I'm going to try what, uh, Scott, uh you was and how many of you were at the keynote? All right, so I'm going to try that. I'm going to try to move around and see if I can get into your proximity. If I get too intimate, let me know, I'll back off. But well, let's start. Good to great marketing. All right. So, these are the two books that I highly recommend every marketing sales leader got to got to read. One of them is Good to Great, which we're going to use a lot of quotes from from Jim Collins. And how many of you have read that? All right. All right. A lot of hands, let me see how many hands go up for the other one, 22 Immutable Laws of Marketing. Very few. It is one of the best things, the best books I've ever read is is really the Immutable Laws of Marketing because it talks about things that don't change. Remember like uh, what David was talking about in his presentation, things are changing all the time. Social media is big, blogs was big, content is big, ABM is big. Five years from now, ABM won't be big, right? There will be something else what is not changing? So either we keep up with trying to do what others are doing or we try to focus on the things that don't change. For example, how many of you would like to have things delivered to you late? How many of you would like for prices to go up on the things that you want to buy cheap, right? There are things that are immutable that don't change and that's where companies like Amazon and Uber and all of these companies have tapped into. So I want you to think about things that don't change because that might be an easier problem to tackle and things change and try to do what others are doing. I'm going to look at some of those examples. All right, so what is greatness? This is something that, that there was a great question posed in the book. And I had a tons of different thoughts around it. But here, the de- definition of greatness was that it literally is a choice. It's a 100% choice. And that is the question I want you to wrestle with. For the rest of the presentation and hopefully for the rest of this conference and when you get back to it, is that what is the choice that you want to make? Because without choice, you're not going to go from good to great. It is a hundred percent choice. So I'm going to go through some good to great parenting. So that's my son, Krish. And um, unfortunately, my, uh, my wife and my daughter had to go to India for a month from November 15th to December 15th. This is pretty recent. And her mom wasn't doing well. Thankfully, she was doing well. So you know, she's, she's, she's back. But for a month, me and Krish, through Thanksgiving and everything, we're just home. And I was terrified. I think this is the time where he's going to find out that I'm not that cool. <laughs> and this is the time where, because I travel a lot um, and, 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 and enjoy like this time, no travel pretty much work from home for the whole month. Like it, it was, I wanted to figure out a way that this becomes the best moments of our time together because he's eight, he's like a little man. Like, you know, and he, he has like thoughts and, and the questions that I can't answer. And it's, it's, it's insane. So I said, how do we make this time the best? And that's where I went through this idea of status quo to dad 1.0 to 2.0. All right. All right. So I said, this, this might be interesting. And disclaimer, results may vary for you if you try it at home, all right? So my wife, Manmeet, gave me really clear instructions like, hey, make sure you put TV on so he's there and safe. Uh, Make sure, like, you know, you feed him so he doesn't go hungry. Make sure you let him play and you play with him. Like, just very basic stuff. Like, I got this. I got this. And I was terrified. It was the whole time praying. Like, you know, let nothing go wrong. So Dad 1.0 would be, for me, sitting down and watching movies like Finding Nemo, right? But as you can imagine from my choice of music, what we ended up watching was the whole series of Rocky movies. The whole, we both are yoked, like we both like love, like we both talk about it. My wife looks at us like, what are you guys doing? He's walking naked in the house, like jumping up and down. It is crazy. But now we have this relationship because it was something that he and I connected on at a much deeper level that, that we, didn't, we didn't do that. And that was my fault. And it wasn't just about fun. It's about some lessons around on what that movie is all about so huge fan he and I connected awesome feeding this was easy right like you know I should have been giving him healthy food and it should be the end and we did like, it's not like that is all fun and mommy's I don't know no, it's not we were really good mom and dad We're on one team but there was a day where I felt like you know what whatever you want what is the one thing that you want what do you want morning evening and night like I'll, I'll just do that for you right and this is the thing if you have kids And if they're asking, you're saying no, just over give them and they will stop asking for it. So what we did was I cooked epic pancakes for him, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Next morning, he said, what do you want, Krish? Do you want pancakes? No, <laughs> never. He, we didn't have pancakes for like the entire month after that. So if you want to get your kids not to do it, and this might apply to co-workers too, like, you know, if, uh, in your job. So if you want other people to get out, I would just give them, overgive them. You overgive them and they would end up like saying, we don't want that anymore. So that was that was fun. And then last one was playing. And we have Xbox and, you know, is he, an outdoor kid. So it wasn't much of a big deal but I wanted to do something that I enjoy a lot and then start connecting with him. So I love to jump off the planes. So that's not something I think most people should do with their kids. So I didn't do that. But I wanted to give him that experience to feel what it feels like to, to, to be in the air, to be free, to just feel that energy and excitement. So there's a place in Atlanta where you can do indoor flying. So we went to this place where he got to fly. And you know what He said, he said, Papa, this was the best day of my life. So all that to say was there was a point where I went through this, this journey myself for that 30 days where I had I went through this status quo to dad 1.0, to dad 2.0, that, that whole journey around it. And again, we did homework, we did puzzles, all those things too. And what I realized was this idea that it was 100% choice that I did not really pay attention to. It was a choice for me to spend time with him. It was a choice for me to, to do these things that we should have done like a long time ago. So I'm getting ahead with my daughter. Uh, it was a choice for me to, when I'm home, I'm like really spending time. And, and the crazy thing, the immutable law of all, of all of this is that if you focus on what matters to you, it will get better. And that is the greatest question that I want all of you to have is that what are you, what are you focusing on today? And if what you focus on is not the most important thing, then I'll challenge you to think again, like, should you be focusing on that? All right, so let's, let's. this is the question, right? And we'll come back to this. This is the team framework I talked about. I know it's an eye chart. You can take a picture. You can then stop by the Terminus booth or there's a whole bunch of stuff. I don't want you to remember this except the acronyms for team. Target, engage, activate, and measure. Can we say it all together? Target, engage, activate, and measure. It's team. It's simple, right? It brings sales and marketing together. It brings alignment between your organization together. It creates conversation going in your organization, saying that, okay, how should we think about account-based marketing? Because it says marketing, it becomes a marketing thing. Call it team, right? We're one team. We're one team. We're all about doing things together. One team. This became such a big deal in our own company that one team is actually one of our core values. When we can act and behave as one team, not just sales and marketing, sales, marketing, customer success, everyone. When somebody has an issue, we need to act and behave as one team. So this team framework, right? There's a whole bunch of things. And we're going go through these four stories through this lens of these framework. But this framework is something I learned in four years after writing the first book on ABM. This is the one thing that made me recognize that the problem was... A lot of the challenges that we hear is because marketing is doing ABM. That's the problem. It's not, it's sales and marketing is not doing ABM. And that's where the team framework kind of makes the salespeople feel like, yeah, we're on the same page. All right. So let's go to this maturity curve. Instead of parenting, we're going to talk about marketing now. That's why you're here. So if you got what you wanted already, so this is extra. Target, engage, activate, and measure. So we're going to go through four stories of incredible companies. And again, if you do not, if something does not resonate with any of these four stories, if someone, nothing is resonating, let me know. Because I hope at least one of these stories speak to you and can help you in your business today. When you think about campus marketing, all right? So target, we'll go through the same exact journey. And target, let me, let me ask you this. How many of you have target accounts in your company? All right, most of you guys, so that's that's an easy thing for everybody to understand and get their brains around. And and Matt shared a lot of really incredible scenarios. So that was really good. But if that target list is wrong, you are screwed. Royally. You are gonna lose all the uh, the the sales credibility, you're gonna lose the CFO, CEO credibility. If the target list is wrong, you you have lost it. So don't get that wrong, don't rush it. That is one area where I've seen majority of the companies. So if you're gonna start abm like somebody was saying that they want to figure out how to start abm don't get this thing wrong this one area don't want to mess that up take as much time as you want and here's what i've learned no customer ever got upset when you focused on their needs like keeping the kids team and the immutable law was if you focus on it it gets better so let's talk about this this company called masergy anybody have heard about masergy it's a, it's a great company they have 85 percent of the revenue comes from one product And they wanted to figure out how do they go beyond that. And what's interesting about them was they had about 25,000 leads coming in every single year. So they did not have a lead generation problem at all. And I hope most of you are figuring out that lead generation is is a way to just spend more money and get more leads that may or may may not want to buy from you, right? But as Forrester states, less than 1% of the leads turn into customers. If less than 1% of the leads are turning into customers, that 25,000 leads don't mean shit, right? So what they figured out was they had this connection between not just marketing, but marketing sales, all of it. So this is where most of you might be today. And I'm, I'm, I'm guessing this based on hundreds of, I have over 300 podcast episodes on Flip My Funnel talking about ABM. So if you want to ever listen to just, you know, want to fall asleep, go listen to the Flip My Funnel podcast. It's, it's 300 episodes talking about account-based marketing from all kinds of companies. And what they where they were initially were in this idea of static accounts. I'm going to pilot with the first hundred accounts. I'm going to pilot on the demand gen campaign. And that's where I'm going to focus on. And it was great. They ran that in one-to-one campaigns, the results are phenomenal. And I'm not going to talk about how, because there are so many sessions that are going to talk about the examples after examples. I want to take you on a journey of how to go from status quo to 2.0. So I want to I want to inspire you to think about this is possible and it's not just something people say it's good. It's actually business outcome driven. So their results were phenomenal and these results are 100% possible for every single one of you who want to go and do ABM. But here's where they're going as 2.0. This is what I want you to aspire to. They're running their entire business now on always on ABM program. And what they're seeing is as soon as they went from this mindset of just 100 accounts and say, I want to run my entire business, they went from this idea of like how much open rate click-through rate going to, the engagement on those accounts are five times greater because the entire business was focused on it. They were not focused on 10,000 accounts. They were not focused on 25,000 leads anymore. They were only focused on a few. But the entire business was focused on it. Their engagement rates. And the best thing was, is I shared, that 85% of the revenue is coming from just one product. They, they started doing upselling and cross-selling, which was incredible opportunity. Everyone who has more than one product, that's where to start. I think if you were in David's session yesterday, that's what he was talking about too. It's a great opportunity to do that. When you do that, what they saw was there was from 70% to 90% lift in their NPS score. Delight, the net promoter score, the customers loved it because they were focused. They were not distracted anymore. So the story of ABM for their, them is 100% driven by business outcomes and they're getting more budget to do just that. Let me show you another example where it talks about engagement. How many, how many of you have more than 20 tools to do marketing technology? All right, more than 10, more than five, all right? I'm surprised you guys are very conservative spenders. On marketing tech, I've heard like easily 20-25 tools. I think the average is, and Matthew, you can correct me on that, I think the average study was like 20-22 tools out there in the marketplace for most B2B marketing tech because there's just so much tech. If you add every single one of them together, there are about 20-25 tools out there. What you're going to hear in the engagement story is that it's not the technology that's going to help you at all. As a co-founder of Terminus, I'm telling you straight up, Terminus is not going to be the technology to do ABM. It's not going to help you be incredible at ABM at all if the strategy is not there, if the team framework is not there, if the targeting is not there. If that's not there, do not buy a tool or a platform. Do not. Because it's not going to help you drive revenue at all. It's actually going to make you look bad because you have spend and now you have to prove so rather do some manual testing, do A-B testing, get, get alignment with your sales and marketing and then go find a product or platform that can help you do that. But do not buy it if that's what everybody's saying because that's not what ABM is going to be all about. So here is, here's something. How many of you send newsletter? All right, what happens if, what will happen if you didn't send a newsletter next week? Nothing, nobody's going to cry. Well, why do we send it? Is revenue going to drop? No. Is sales going to go up? No then why do we send it? So everything goes back to what you focus on matters. If you stop doing that, I will challenge you, stop cutting the things that don't matter and do it instead of doing it weekly, maybe do it bi-weekly and maybe do it monthly and then get to a point where it makes sense to do. It. ABM is all about focusing on the right things that matter and drive business. Otherwise, don't do it. Don't do it at all. All right, so, so here's, here's something from Autumn great company again. And each one of them, I had them come to our company and be part of our all hands meeting and share their story. So I know these people, by by like, I don't know if Jeremy is here, but I know, oh, there you go. Jeremy's here. So this is Jeremy sharing this story. So catch, he is better than don't talk to me afterward. Talk to him after this session, because they're doing ABM and they went from status quo to 2.0, right? And ha- had him come in the office, share this story. So this is really interesting. How many of you look at traffic as a, me- as a measure of success? More traffic is good for business. Everybody's like, man, you're not going to raise hand because you're going to call out. I get it. I get it. I totally get it. Don't raise your hand. if I'm kidding. So all traffic is equal. I have done this a million times where I will go in a board meeting and show, hey, look at the traffic going up and to the right and look how amazing we are. Right? Well, what happened as Promoto started to do more of this, they saw that the traffic actually dropped. If you're doing ABM, your traffic to the website, the most prized possession of a metric that you have to show your value, might drop. And that's okay. Because here's what happened. When they looked at it, they saw that 70% of the traffic that was now coming was from the right accounts. So what did, what did they do? They cut the waste. They're not spending money trying to get the wrong people in the door. They're actually getting the right people. So your traffic, your metrics are going to change. but not going to change. Your fundamental understanding on those metrics might be challenged and changed. And they were using 22 tools to do all the things they did. But as soon as they started to adopt this framework called team and figure out, okay, what do I need for target? What do I need for engage? Do I need something for, for my industry? Because every industry is different. Do I need a ton of tools to do activation or, or measurement? They actually went to six. They're doing ABM with six tools. So my challenge to all of you is this. Don't buy tools. Think strategy first, get that right. And when you get that right, have great partners that can help you do that. You, then the tools is going to be just an enabler that's going to make you do amazing things. All right, but think about the CEO and CFO. What did they say to him? I think he got a promotion. He might not share that detail with us later. All right, so activation. Let's talk about sales. I heard sales and marketing was a big issue. Who said that? So you guys up here, right? Yep, sales enablement. How do you do sales enablement? Let's, uh, let's get into this where I will guarantee you that no salesperson will ever be upset with you because you said, I'm going to focus on your top accounts and I'm going to give them a lot of love. We're going to do direct mail, advertising, all these things just for those 10 accounts that you focus on. No salesperson would ever get upset. And also, if you think about it, the title of your salespeople is what? Account executive, not lead executive. They don't care about our shitty leads. They care about the accounts that are going to drive revenue for them. So if you work on their accounts and give leads in those accounts, they're going to love you, right? So, so that, that is a big part of it. The relationship gets better, but this is an example of Thomson Writers. How many of you guys know this brand? All right, so Jillian, she's not here, but uh, she's coming to the to the office next week and I'll have, and there's again, an interview of her on the Flip on podcast. So again, go listen to that and you will be surprised what kind of win rate they're getting. Uh, they started looking at how do they enable sales and, and think about it, right? So everybody has been in this reactive state. Somebody fills up a form and then the salesperson calls. Somebody fills up a form, salesperson calls. That's a standard thing. I come from the marketing automation background. That's what I've done. That's what I feel like was the most proudest moment. Hey, we had 10 people fill up the form. What they started to focus on is this idea of like 250 accounts. And they actually hired people, four people and changed their titles to account-based marketing because they didn't want them to focus on product marketing or content marketing or, or, or marketing communication. They changed their titles. How many of you have ABM in their title? I think this room is going to be full of hand raisers next year when we are back here because the title makes words matter. So when you say I'm a content marketer, means you're going to write blogs, you're going to do social media. If you're saying I'm going to do product marketing, you're probably going to create data sheets, right? But when you say I'm an account, that's what my title is, that's what I'm going to focus on. The salesperson's ears perk up and they say, you know what? I want to work with you. I want to work on the account with me, right? So it changes. So the same people, different titles, and all of a sudden their role, their perspective changes. And their job is to drive pipeline and revenue on in those those accounts so here's where oops i didn't want to do that if you haven't seen that just assume and what's their win rate if you haven't seen don't say it but if you haven't seen it just guess their win rate win rate on the 250 accounts that they're focused on in 2018 they focused on only 250 accounts what was their win rate 25 percent go higher 40 go higher 50 60 go higher it's a bidding 75, go higher. 90, go higher. 95%. Again, you can listen to the podcast episode because she talks about this. Imagine walking in a room with your leadership team and your executive team and the board and saying, I have 95% win rate. Everything is going to change. And that's why ABM is about business outcomes and not about any other metrics that you, you have to stop certain things to get that kind of level, right? So, Measurement, this is the last part. And this is, this is really, really awesome. Hopefully, already some of these stories connected. This is the last story for you. Before we forget to this. If you focus on business outcomes, nobody's going to be upset with you. They will want you in the boardroom. You don't have to ask, beg, request, put ourselves at yourself as an optional to any meeting. You will be in the meetings, right? And, and that, that will change for sure. Snowflake, great company. One of the fastest growing companies right now in Silicon Valley. They have been on this journey for about two years. And again, none of this has been rosy pictures. I want to be very clear. All of them, including Terminus, when we started doing ABM, we failed more than three times doing account-based marketing. Let me repeat. We failed more than three times doing account-based marketing. The first time we came up with 500 leads and we said, sales, focus on them. And they said, what? doesn't work. We realize that, no, we have to work as a team. We have to come up with the list together. We have to spend the time that we fail. So all of these companies I'm sharing, I don't want anybody to feel, walk out of here, oh my goodness, how are we going to do that? You, you're going to fail, but you have to fail super fast, very quickly with your sales team tied to the head. All right, so here's where you might be measuring inbound, outbound, all of those things, those metrics. And if you're doing ABM right now, you might be feeling this, that I'm, I'm doing, measuring everything snowflake is actually running 500 one-to-one campaigns let me just say that again 500 one-to-one campaigns one ad to one landing page that's not a form that is then people are retargeted from it so the people who come to that landing page know the ad is very much focused on them and there are five one direct mail that goes to that one person and then you add personas to it and all that stuff one-to-one that's the level of sophistication they have. They have about six account-based marketing people right now, and they expect to have their team to go to 15 people by the end of this year. So it's changing, it's transformation. Now, your organization may not need to go that crazy, but I, the idea of one-to-one is very important, and the results are, are, are astounding. But here's where he said, and here's where I want all of you to think about going in when it comes to ABM 2.0. As Daniel, Daniel, tell me more about how are you thinking about this? And he said, here, here, is, here is the most amazing thing for me. And he was, again, he was on December 15th. He was in our office kind of sharing a lot of these stories. And he said something that I'll never forget. He said, you, and when I say you being, to the to, to all the people, you guys have changed my life. I'm like, come on, man, we, we sell a software. You know, we not, we're not, we can't, we do that, right? And the team is here, you guys remember. Like he said, you guys changed my life. And he said, why? Well, because I don't have to worry about how many leads to get to my sales team. I'm working on business outcomes. I don't have to worry about my job anymore. And then he talked about this idea that, look, here's what I can do now. I can actually go to my executive team and say to them, how many, okay, our business goal is to be a billion dollar company next year. Great. We can, based on the fit and intent score, here are the number of accounts we can go after in Boston region. So that means we can only hire one or two sales reps. So in the forefront, he's able to help salespeople figure out how many resources they should hire because he can tell how many accounts they can focus on. Think about that. Marketing is helping sales. How many salespeople were hired? When did that happen? Last. He's helping the executive figure. And that's not it. Here is the part that I don't want you to miss. He's walking into all of these meetings and telling the sales team, here is your real pipeline. How many times have you heard from a salesperson who said, hey, you know what? That, that deal was ready to close, but it went dark. I don't know what happened, right? So what he's able to do with analytics is he's able to say, Because we focused on these 50 accounts, I can tell you that only five of these accounts are spending time on the website. Only five of these accounts have more than three people engaged in this account. So guess what? We're going to focus on these five accounts and that's what your forecast should be. So as a marketer, you can help your sales team forecast better than they've ever done. So from not only on the front end, where you can helping your marketing and sales and executive team to show how to focus on, on which accounts to focus on, on which region, but also you can help your leadership team and your sales team figure out how much, what is their true pipeline look. And that is game changer. That is the, one of the greatest problem in every company. They have no idea how many deals they're going to close until the very end of the day, of that month, that quarter. I've been there, like up at midnight, like what's going on? How we, did we close this quarter? Did we, I mean, everybody has their problem. Imagine you helping that. So I want, uh, I want to leave you with one of these, right? Again, again, this is an eye chart. Clean this slate and just put target, engage, activate, and measure when you go back. And just put the technology that you have right now in it. If you see gaps, figure out if the existing technology helps you do it. If there are no gaps, you may already be set. You don't need tools to do account-based marketing. You need strategy to do account-based marketing. Tools are only going to help you get to the next level a little bit faster. But clean that out and just put target, engage, activate, measure, and see if you have existing tools to do or not. So this is the whole maturity curve in one slide, and there's more of this. Uh, I think uh, later on, uh, Steph has it, or you can stop by the booth and you can get that yourself. But I want to connect the dots of parenting and marketing here. All right. So as an ape. ABM 1.0 or dad 1.0 in this case, I think mom and dad need to be aligned. I learned that. The kids are sneaky. Like they know, they know what's, what's going on and then they're able to play. And I want Krish right now, he's eight years old. I want to play as many activities, as many games as he can because I just want him to explore. It makes perfect sense, right? Same thing with your marketing right now, right? Your sales and marketing needs to be super aligned and you may have too many tools to work with today to get things done. But if you want to go from good To great, as a dad, as a parent, I learned that me and my wife has to be one team. There cannot be a sliver of crack between our understanding of what it means to like come back in five minutes. Is it literally five minutes or 10 minutes or sliver of crack when do you eat donuts and when not to eat donuts and whatever is for breakfast. We cannot have a sliver of crack because if we do, the kids will figure it out and exploit the heck out of it. And we have seen that happen over and over again. Same thing happens for, uh, for marketing and sales team, right? You have to act as one team. That's why that team idea is so important. I don't want you to lose that one part. If you miss everything and you forget everything, just go back with this idea of like building a one team culture with the idea of focusing not on technology, not on the teams, well, individual teams or silos, but sales and marketing one team. And who knows, maybe just like or Jeremy over there, you might actually end up with fewer tools that get the job done as opposed to 20, 40, 50 different tools to do what you need to do. So here's the question that I want you to wrestle with, that I started off with. What matters to you? Does it matter to go from good to great? Does it matter nobody opens your newsletter? Does it matter that the right accounts are actually not moving through the pipeline or the sales team is working on accounts that marketing is not giving a care for? Does it actually matter to you? I mean, it's a very honest question that we all have to ask ourselves. And when you do... Whatever is the answer to that question, you can figure out. It matters to me that we're targeting better. So maybe for the the first 30, 60 days, you focus on targeting. Maybe it matters to me how my sales and marketing relationship is. For the next 30, 60 days, just focus on the activation part. How do I activate my sales team? Maybe it matters to me how kind of experiences we are creating for our customer. So maybe for the next 30, 60 days, focus on experiences, creating that one to one experience that Snowflake created to wow their customers and future customers. Whatever matters to you, that will be the first place I will say you should start. So in closing, podcast, that's my cell. If you call me, I will never pick up. But if you text me, I will always love to hear what, where you are on the ABM journey. I'm active on that on, on LinkedIn. Uh, and I'm also having the first LinkedIn course uh, for ABM that's going to drop in March. So be on the lookout for that. Thank you so much.
1: You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast.